probably about 20 years ago, I read this book called Snow Crash, and it, it had inside it this concept of the metaverse. But I think it's fair to say back then, hardly anyone was really familiar with the term. And yet now it feels like everyone is has heard of and is talking about the metaverse. So is it just the latest buzzword and, and a load of hype, or is it a real opportunity? That's what we're going to explore in this episode of Navigating Digital Payments. Welcome to the Navigating Digital Payments podcast, brought to you by Worldline, bringing you the latest innovations, trends and predictions about the future of payments. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Navigating Digital Payments podcast. I'm David Daly. I look after the Discovery Hub here at Worldline, and I'm delighted to be joined in this episode to talk about the metaverse by Sasha Munger, who is the product owner of the Worldline Metaverse showroom, and who was also our guest for the previous episode where we talked about crypto acceptance. Hi, Sasha. Great to have you back. Hi, David. Thanks for having me today. And we're also joined by another veteran of the podcast, Chris Bauman, who was the guest for the very first episode of Navigating Digital Payments. So hi, Chris. Great to have you back too. Hi, David. Thank you very much for the introduction. And hello to everyone out there. So later, I really want to come back to this question of is Metaverse just hype, just a buzzword, or is it a real opportunity? Um, But first... I'd like to just find out a bit more about uh, what you've been involved with in terms of what Worldline is doing there. So, Sasha, perhaps you can start. Um, I know Worldline recently announced that we've set up this showroom in the metaverse. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, sure, David. Um, So maybe let me start with our project. So um, we have started investigating the metaverse possibilities end of last year. And uh, beginning of 2022, we have started an implementation project um, for our own land plot in Decentraland. And uh, Decentraland is one of the metaverse providers. So there are different providers currently out there uh, working on a metaverse platform. But we decided to go um, with Decentraland because Decentraland is currently one of the biggest platforms with around 300,000 recurring users per month. And we believe that our showroom um, um, is in the right place uh, in, in this Decentraland metaverse. So maybe give let me give you also some more information about our metaverse showroom. So the basic idea of our showroom is that we want to explore the metaverse possibilities um, together with our merchant base and the idea um, is that we can explore the different options and also the different possibilities for commerce scenarios um, directly together with our merchants. And for this, we have introduced our uh, Worldline Metaverse showroom in March 2022. And um, basically in our showroom, the, the heart of our showroom is a Merchant of the Month area. And in this Merchant of the Month area, we want to give our merchants the possibilities, uh, the possibility um, to directly showcase and sell a product in the metaverse. And I suppose, Sasha, I mean, it's possible that some listeners may not even be fully aware of what the metaverse is. So can you just, just taking a step back there, this is wearing VR headsets, is it? And a kind of virtual world that you can enter? Can you tell us just a little bit more about what what that experience is like? 
Yes, so basically the metaverse is a 3D virtual world. Um, so that, that means you can create an avatar and you can join this virtual world via different devices. So for example, you can join it via a mobile browser, via a web browser, but also with the virtual reality headset. And the idea of the metaverse is that you can jump into this virtual world, that you can explore a land plot, that you maybe can also explore an event directly in the metaverse, and that you maybe also can explore products and services in the metaverse. And compared to what we what we have today with uh, web 2.0, so web 2.0 is basically the internet we are using today. And with Web 2.0, we can go um, to a social media channel like LinkedIn, we can socialize on, on a social network, or we can also buy something in an e-commerce webshop. And now with Web 3.0, everything gets a little bit more interactive. So that means you have your own avatar, you can join the metaverse, um, you can explore land plots as mentioned, as mentioned before, and you can also explore um, this, this different type of, of, of things and events uh, with your friends. And I think this is a really interesting development because everything will get in more interactive. Also from a merchant side, you have the possibility to directly interact with end consumers and, and answer questions regarding products, for example. And definitely an interesting development and also uh, from a commerce perspective. It's interesting you highlight as well, it's about having a 3D world, which can obviously provide a very immersive experience, I guess, if you're wearing a headset, but it's also a different experience even if you're accessing it through a, a 2D flat screen. So we're all very used to the internet, but that's always been, for me at least, a two-dimensional experience through it through a web browser. Um, and what kind of, you, you mentioned Merchant of the Month in our, uh, uh, our showroom in the metaverse. So what sorts of interactions or things have merchants been, been using that for or, or been experimenting with? So uh, our first uh, merchant of the month was Solis. Um, Solis was showcasing their newest coffee machine and um, the user of the metaverse was directly able to buy this coffee machine in the metaverse and this coffee machine was then delivered to your door on the next day. So this is also something we want to, to test out um, together with our merchant base. So the, to, to bridge the gap between the, the virtual world in the metaverse and the real world. So that means you, you buy a product in the metaverse and it will be delivered to you uh, to your door on the next day in the, in the, in the real world. And with this, um, um, the idea is really that we can help to bridge this gap between the virtual and the real world. So what strikes me is that uh, we had an episode of the podcast where we talked about what were still the benefits of in-store retail. And, and one we were saying was that you can you can go and physically touch things and, and you can look at products and understand them better. You know, you can see what size they are better if you're seeing them in real life. Do you think the metaverse is actually going to enable some of those real life in-store benefits to be delivered digitally via the metaverse? 
Um, yes, I, I think the, the metaverse will, will definitely bring some benefits um, 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 regarding the interaction between the merchant and the young consumer. So it will be closer um, to an in-store experience, but of course it will not be the same experience as an in-store experience. So we believe that there will be uh, there will be still an, an coexistence between an in-store experience, an e-commerce experience and a metaverse experience in the end. Okay, and maybe Chris, I could um, come to you now and, and just ask, I mean, we've talked there about what's already there and what Worldline is already doing. What role do you think the metaverse could start playing in future commerce scenarios? Yeah, first, thank you very much for asking the commerce scenarios, because that's exactly one part it's often forgotten in the whole, in the whole discussion. So compared uh, with the latest, as Sasha explained, content-based development of the Web 3.0, the, de the development of Metaverse is still in, uh, in fancy. So a lot of open questions, uh, a lot of uh, no answers. But we believe it will replicate the value proposition of the Internet itself, with the main difference that the real and the virtual experience of the use cases will increasingly merge together. So it will be a play in between and not a separate channel. And we see that the metaverse will help to overcome various boundaries in exactly these commercial or commerce scenarios, which is uh, quite similar to live stream shopping, for example, right? You have to ask for an order in the right moment. So one example for that is the virtual shopping experience, which you can see everywhere as an example. But let me give you a picture with another example. Imagine a live concert will never be sold out in the future anymore. And artists may sell instantly merchandising when they put on the latest hat or the latest shirt in different colors. And you can physically get it immediately after ordering and your avatar will wear it as well as the digital twin, which is a nice picture for exactly this display in between virtual and real world, right? But let's go one step further in this concert. Gamification is a key factor we see as well. So if a star throws his cap into the crowd, or guests may play for it and get it also next day at home. So those are new scenarios, which is in, in one way really commercial, but also gamification to interact with, with customers and with listeners. One thing that came up in the discussions in the Discovery Hub was uh, some colleagues saying the quality now of the virtual reality experience is it's not quite there yet, but it's starting to blur the lines between reality and virtual reality so it's it's becoming very real as, as an experience and then again coming to that sort of in-store versus metaverse question i still have this kind of this idea that maybe in 10 years time it will be a, a chip that you put on your brain and you enter the metaverse and you can not only look at the coffee machine but you can taste the coffee and you can not only um look at a jacket that you'd like to buy but you can feel the texture of, of the material in the metaverse but i guess that's still quite a long way off but i think it's it must be really cool that merchants can already together with worldline be exploring how they can show products and how they can invite consumers to come and look at products inside the metaverse um 
I really, Sasha, I want to hear a bit more from you as well about your longer term vision for the metaverse. Maybe not as far in the future as uh, chips in, in your brain. But first, I just want to remind our listeners that if you want to get in touch with us, let us know what topics you'd like in future podcasts, give us any feedback, then you can email us on ndp podcast at worldline.com and also just a reminder to please uh, leave us a review and of course subscribe if you haven't already done so so Sasha yeah if I come back to you could you talk a little bit more about uh, Worldline's future metaverse plans and, and what our future vision is there yes David so so maybe before I jump into our future plans let me also um, say some additional words about our current solution so I've already mentioned it. Um, we have this Merchant of the Month area live where we will showcase every month a new merchant. But we have also some other interesting areas in our showroom. So for example, we have also a coffee space together with our um, um, daughter company Pay One. Um, the idea of this coffee space is that we have a social gathering spot um, for, for the Worldline visitors and for the Metaverse users to exchange about products of Worldline, to exchange about uh, uh, maybe also events we will held in the future. So um, definitely also an interesting space in our showroom. Uh, on top of that, we have also a virtual stage. Um, in this virtual stage, the idea is that we can hold uh, virtual events in the future and also product presentations. And also important to, to say is that we have a charity corner. So uh, we want to support um, with this platform um, people in need. And we want um, also to collect um, um, different um, 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 donations from uh, from well-known charity or for well-known charity organizations, um, just to make sure that we can use this platform also um, um, for 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 people in need. And now um, regarding our further plans with the showroom. So as Chris mentioned, currently we are uh, in an exploration phase together with our merchant base. And um, we are also working with our merchant base and get their feedback uh, on our showroom. So for example, um, um, last Monday on the 18th of July, um, we were able to set um, our second version, uh, the second version of our showroom live. So um, we have now a new Merchant of the Month with the Chedi in Andermatt, so a luxury hotel here in Switzerland. Um, so uh, definitely a new interesting use case and also uh, new benefits to explore for the Metaverse users. And on top of that, we have, um, for example, also introduced a chatbot. So it's now possible for, uh, for Metaverse users um, to directly interact with the Worldline avatar to get some more information about the, our space in the Metaverse and uh, on top of that also um, to learn more about Worldline products and the services we are offering. And our long-term goal or our long-term vision for the showroom is that we want also to provide white-label metaverse solutions for our merchant base. So um, if we see that there is an interest in the market um, um, regarding our metaverse solution and also our metaverse showroom, 
um, we want to to give our merchant base in the future the possibility um, to have an own showroom and um, this will be a white label showroom from from Worldline and the merchant is then able to upload own branding own uh, products to the showroom and everything is then connected with the Worldline payment engine in the end so that means uh, uh, an avatar or a metaverse user will be able to buy a product directly in the metaverse will get um, this product in the real life and maybe combined with a virtual twin in form of a non-fungible token and uh, in addition to that, the, the end consumer will be able to pay with traditional payment means like credit cards, for example, mobile payment means, but also with Worldline crypto payments. So we are covering the whole range of payment means, so from traditional ones to more innovative ones. Wow. So if I understand that correctly, Sasha, what you're saying is we're looking to try and make it really easy for merchants to set up their shop in the metaverse and provide a kind of a joined up and seamless experience as you say so being able to buy it in the metaverse and have it delivered to your home but also the idea of as, you, as chris mentioned the digital twin so you you buy a, a jacket and you get it physically but you also can wear it in in the metaverse is, is that right exactly that's that's exactly the plan and uh, we want to position Wordline as a one-stop shop here. So the merchant will get everything from Wordline, from the white label showroom, um, the leasing of the land, the payment connection. And in the end, uh, for the merchant, uh, or the merchant still uh, only needs to upload um, the own branding and the own products. And with this, the, the merchant is good to go with the first uh, metaverse presence then. So if we come back then to this main question, uh, which I said right at the start of, is the metaverse just hype, just a buzzword, or is it a sort of important opportunity that merchants need to be aware of? What would your answer be to that, Sasha? So from my point of view, um, yes, of course, um, at the moment, a lot of people are talking about the metaverse. A lot of companies are already engaging in the metaverse. But um, for me, it's definitely not only a hype topic or a buzzword. So there is a lot of potential in the metaverse for commerce scenarios as described by Chris, uh, for example, but also for, for, for other um, stuff like uh, virtual events or also the NFT topic with the, with the virtual art gallery and so on. But um, yeah, we are in the early days of the metaverse. And um, there will be some development. And from my point of view, there will be also a race for the pole position um, um, for, for, from the different metaverse providers. So at the moment, we see a lot of uh, metaverse providers working on an own platform. So we have um, metaverse providers based on blockchain technology like Decentraland, for example. But we have also private owned um, uh, metaverse providers like uh, Meta, um, formerly Facebook from Mark Zuckerberg. And in the end, I believe that we will see the um, three or four providers uh, winning this race. So similar to today's um, um, social media channels. And then uh, it will be really interesting to see the user or, or how the user interact with this, with this new channel. But um, from Wordline perspective and also from my perspective, definitely a train not to be missed. And uh, important that, 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 that we have a foot in the door here and that we, that we work on such innovative topics. Maybe to add from my side, as always, it has to do something with relevance. 
which means the platforms getting the most of the users will be the winning platform, like always. I mean, we remember, we, we called it a hype as well, the Second Life story, which was not turning out really successfully. Um, but it has something to do how many users are using your platform to make it relevant, uh, relevant for, for, the, for the customers, for our merchants, right? And, and this will play the major role. But we can help to make, to, to make it attractive together with our offerings, together with our services we bring onto the platform, together with our customers, and then it's going to be a success. And I guess that's, um, it's interesting, Sasha, because you mentioned the internet and the development of the internet earlier. And if I think back certainly to the late 90s, you know, there was a stage of the internet where no one really knew exactly where it, it was going and exactly even what the use cases were would be. And of course, this was a time when people didn't have smartphones, people weren't connected all of the time. So even quite hard to envisage the use cases that are now happening all the time. And I think just coming back to that question of is it hype or, or is it real? It's interesting to see that the metaverse is, is real in the sense that it exists and people, including Worldline, are actively doing things in the metaverse. But of course, there's probably still a long way to go in the future of it. And it's maybe even hard to be totally certain what it's going to look like in 10 or 20 years time. But it could be a real shift in how we how we shop, how we communicate, how we transact, just like the internet and has created that shift over the last 20 years. Exactly, exactly. So, so this is also my opinion. So yeah, it, it is a long way, um, and there is a lot of development going on this, in this space, and and we monitor or watch this uh, development closely, and we also want to bring our uh, know-how uh, into this field um, and to support um, our merchants, but maybe also platforms in the future uh, with our payment know-how. So. Thank you both. I guess to summarise the discussion we've had, Sasha, it was really interesting to hear the detail and some of the specifics of what we're doing with the, with our showroom in, in the metaverse. Chris, it was good to hear your comments on how it integrates with commerce and the kind of user journeys that are being explored now and that, that could be explored in the future. And I suppose, as I say, the conclusion is it's it's definitely something to be part of now, it's very exciting right now, and I think it's only going to get more exciting and more interesting in the next 3, 5, 10, 20, 20 years, you know, over both a short time horizon and a longer time horizon. Um, really want to thank you both uh, for coming back for a second time to the Navigating Digital Payments podcast. So thank you, Sasha, for being here again. Thank you, David. It was very interesting. And likewise, Christian, great to have you on the podcast again. Thank you for the very interesting questions and thanks to the listeners. I was going to say, yes, and then that just leaves us to thank our, our dear listeners for, for joining us again as we navigate digital payments. Thank you for listening to the Navigating Digital Payments podcast brought to you by Worldline. Join us next time to learn more about the latest innovations, trends and predictions for the future of payments.